Welcome to Wisdom Tips, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm your host, Dr. Green, and I will be talking to you today about part three of overcoming the ugly spirit of jealousy. All right. So I want you to go ahead and share this broadcast with someone. I, I hope you enjoyed the last episode, episode one on jealousy. I got a lot of feedback on it. So just share if you like. And also, if you would like, hit the notification button. So when we have new content, you will know that we're coming in with new things. And so you can join us then. OK, so let's talk about jealous tonight. I have some exciting news after I talk to you a little bit about it. Just want to just jump right on in. So again, please share 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 this broadcast i'm so excited about this broadcast i just i just don't even know what to do but i'm, I'm gonna slow down i'm gonna slow down i really I'm, know you're gonna enjoy my guest tonight she's phenomenal so before i get started let's just go ahead and talk about it let's go back over what is jealousy what is jealousy we talked about last week that jealousy is a complex emotion and it's, it ranges from feelings of suspicion rage and humiliation and it strikes all kind of people, you know, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're married, whether you're single, it doesn't matter. You know, it's just all over the world because people are going through things and they see what other people have. And sometimes they get so upset because they're not moving forward like other people. So sometimes it gets in their spirit and it's easy sometimes to feel jealous about things, especially when you're not doing the things or having the things in your life that you've been praying about or working to get. All right. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an emotion. Remember, it's an emotion that comes over you. It can be good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes we can be jealous, you know, because uh, we want something that maybe our friends have, and maybe you still love that friend and you don't hate them, but you get a little bit jealous, but you get home and you get yourself together. That's where I want you to go when you get like that. I don't want you to go the other direction where you begin to hate the person, all right? So, you know, it's, it's an emotion, and sometimes you're going to get there. We all have got there where we get a little jealous sometimes, but we don't want you to go the other direction where you just begin to hate on the person, and next thing you know, you do something crazy, all right? So it's an emotion, and and, and sometimes when people are have relationships and uh, they, they fall in love with somebody, you have some people that you know, feel like they own the person and, and they want to control the person in some kind of way. And uh, they even become sometimes to the point that they even threaten the person because they don't want the person to look at somebody else or speak to somebody else. So when you get in that toxic type of relationship, it's time, it should be time for you to walk away from that because sometimes it can get even more dangerous. And we talked about that on last week. So, you know, jealousy is an emotion. Yes, sometimes you're going to be jealous. But you need to have wisdom and when you're dealing with the emotions of jealousy it could be that you're just having a bad day it could be that you're just tired of working so hard and you're not being able to get the things that you want and other things that people want and you just let your mind just run rapid with all kind of negativity so we want you to crush that negativity let it go take a deep breath and just know that maybe that wasn't your season that, that you know to get a new car like your friend got maybe it wasn't your season to get a new house like one of your other friends got and all this kind of stuff is just coming at you at one time but remember this we talked about seasons a few episodes ago your season will come you just gotta wait on it all right
All right. So, so why do we get jealous? Another reason why we get jealous, research says that we get jealous because it's at a root cause. It's a root cause of jealousy that sometimes includes uh, self, low self-esteem, low self-esteem. And sometimes it can be caused because somebody just narcissistic where they feel like they want to possess somebody, you know, and they, you know, want to do what they think they can do to them and, and even treat them like they think they own the person. So we do, like you said, that's, that's the negative. Uh, like I talked about, that's the negative jealousy that you don't want to have in your spirit at all. Because once you open that Pandora box, the enemy will come in, he'll see what you're doing and he'll make it worse. Sometimes jealousy comes from fear of abandonment. And, and then it also comes from some time of just being discouraged. And that could be some of the greatest motivators. But isn't it kind of silly to think you can tear someone down, you know, and, and, and not even even try to build them up? Now, isn't that crazy? But that's what we do sometimes. So we don't want to go there. Keep the positive, not the negative mindset when you're dealing with jealousy. Okay. Now, that's what I have for part two of jealousy right now. I am so excited tonight for this episode because I have a special guest tonight. Her name is LaShonda Affert, and I want to talk to her tonight about her book and her story. So you don't want to miss this. It's phenomenal, and it's going to encourage you tonight. So go ahead and share, share, share. Uh, LaShonda Affert is CEO and founder of Unchanged Counseling services as well as unchained behavior agency lashonda is the author visionary speaker and a teacher who shares her personal experiences while guiding individuals on how to build their future with their own ideas and breaking free from false limiting beliefs please help me give a warm wisdom tip welcome to lashonda Hello, LaShonda. Hello. Thank so you for having me. Thankful. I am just so thankful you decided to join us today. How yes. are you doing? I am good. I am good. Today is going very well. I'm actually on vacation now. So, well, that's great. I know you're doing good. You're on vacation. Wow. I wish <laughs> I could go. I, can't, I need one real bad. <laughs> Pray for me. Yes. So we want to know just a little bit about you. I know I read a little bit of your bio, but it's so much more to you than the story. Uh, I, I was able to meet you uh, um, last weekend in Atlanta, Georgia at the All-Star Conference, uh, Authors Conference. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. Uh, the energy was, was right. I was getting so excited about some of the tips and things you were sharing with me that was in your book and even in the program that you have. And I just wanted you to come back here on live on Wisdom Tips so you can tell my audience what we can do to get our mind together because <laughs> some of our minds especially during christmas time and holidays like this it can be all messed up with stress anxiety fear of getting stuff that you need to get done and so i'm just so excited that you're here tonight you know to kind of help us out so uh who are your greatest influence before you get started with your story who's your favorite influence that that maybe perhaps sparked a little something in you before you started your your company um, I have to say, um, Dr. Juanita Bynum Perhaps. was, yeah, was definitely, um, a great influence when I started this, you know, my, um, transformation and journey. 
Well, yeah. that's great. That, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's, that's wonderful because she is a powerful woman of God. She's knowledgeable for the word of God. I, I listen to her myself sometimes and she's been around a long time. So mm -hmm. uh, when you see people like that and that they have bounced back for several sitbacks and being overwhelmed and things happening to them in their life. And that's, and the scriptures just totally changed them because they gave their life to the Lord. It, it's phenomenal to be able to listen and sit up under the great speakers like that, and especially being a woman, because a lot Absolutely. of times we don't have a lot of examples of powerful women of God. We got a lot of men out there, mm -hmm. but we do have a lot of powerful women. We just haven't heard their stories. And yeah. that's why we want to hear your story tonight. <laughs> Lashana, tell us your story and what was the inspiration yeah. for you starting uh, 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 starting your company? Yeah. And Thanks. so um, um, the listeners may be wondering, like, um, why did I say Dr. Vinyl? And when I think about my life, so my mom and my dad was both murdered when I was younger. And so wow. the way I was raised, I was raised in this drug infested environment um, that, you know, I basically was taught to get it however you can get it. Right. And I remember thinking that I didn't want to be like the people that I was around. Right. Like I love my family. We were close, you know, knit family. But um, I knew I didn't want to do some of the things. You know, um, but unfortunately, I didn't have a role model to follow as it relates to what I actually wanted to do. I knew what I didn't want to do, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so mm -hmm. as I'm going through life, you know, I began to make some of the same, you know, choices and some of the choices landed me in prison in a different country. And so I was incarcerated in Trinidad from um, 1999 to 2002 and got transferred back to America through our treaty transfer. But it was in that prison experience that actually brought about the change, right? And so um, the title of my company is You Change. And in that change, I pull out the word C-A-N, which really means you can change, right? Mm. Because of the way my life was built I didn't think change was possible, right? Yeah. I I was handed a a bad deal, right? A bad debt or a bad hand, and that um, I was I was gonna lose with it, right? Mm -hmm. But then once I got in, um, I was incarcerated. That's where my change, you know, took place because while I was incarcerated, I was forced to come face to face with who I wanted to be and who I had become. And so that's how that's the inspiration behind um, you change or you can change LLC. That's a powerful testimony. So tell me again. You said you came to yourself. Mm -hmm. What made you come to yourself? I know mm -hmm. you were in prison mm -hmm. for quite a long time, mm -hmm. but you said one day mm -hmm. something yeah. just came to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what was that experience like? Yeah. So I remember um, being in in the hole. So if you're not familiar with, you in know, the what hole. please in explain the hole. to the audience what that is. So um, the hole is another um, kind of confinement, right, um, away from the population. And so um, I got in a fight with a, um, one of the officers mm -hmm. and I'm pregnant. You know, I got um, incarcerated when I was six weeks pregnant. And Stop so, right there. Um, Before you, I know I'm, I'm cutting you off, but wait a minute. Ooh, that's this is a lot to hold to hold on to right here. What you telling me? You was also pregnant. That had to be. Oh my God, mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what you're feeling, the feelings you were feeling, and the things that you were going through in that mm -hmm. environment. Because they said in those type of environments overseas, it's it's not a purity site, 
and it's not a lot of care for the inmates. Is, is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were and, pregnant. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pick yeah. it up. Yeah, and, and they didn't like they didn't like Americans, right? Um for they didn't like reason. Americans. For right. whatever reason, right? So here I am already locked up away from my two boys at home and I'm pregnant, right? And so when you think about like the mindset, I was trying to figure out what I could do, you know, to miscarry, to do something because they wasn't giving me any prenatal care. I really wasn't even expecting it. And so um, it was a particular officer that was provoking me. She just kept doing, you know, um, silly stuff. Like she would lock me outside the cell, you know, um, just different things. So um, one morning I end up, you know, doing something to her to cause the fight or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I end up being in a hole. Wow. So I'm in the hole isolated from the regular population. And it was that moment where I began to um, pray because I always believed in God, always, you know, um, just believed God existed just because of the heavens and the earth. And so, um, but I wasn't raised in church. Mm -hmm. And so here I am in this, you know, third world country and I'm there and I'm face to face, right, with who I have become versus who I wanted to be. Ooh, and, stop right there. Stop right there. Okay. Okay. Who I had become and who I wanted to be. Did y'all hear that audience? Mm -hmm. Who are you right now? Yes. Who do you want to be and who you are now? You yes. can make that change. You don't have to be Absolutely. jealous of anybody. Absolutely. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. That is Absolutely. powerful. Yes. Go ahead, Lashana. Absolutely. And so um, it was while I was, you know, isolated from, you know, the greater population, I was, again, forced to begin to go inward. And even when we think about that jealousy, right? Jealousy, although it's an internal thing, is sparked from external stuff, right? Mm. That we feel like external, you know, whether it's people, places, things owe us something. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the one thing. Once I realized who I am. Right. Once I became or gained a better understanding of who I was, it changed how I seen other women. It mm -hmm. changed how I seen, you know, um, the world. Right. It just it just created this complete change. And so yes. you change um, counseling and consulting is very fitting because everything surrounds Go, uh, go back to no matter what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like you can change your perspective. So I teach individuals um, using a cognitive behavioral model, right? Where mm -hmm. I begin to help them see that we think events control our emotions. So mm -hmm. we experience a breakup or, you know, a bad boss or a loss of a loved one. Those mm -hmm. are events. And I okay. teach people that the events in life, we mm -hmm. cannot change, right? Mm -hmm. We cannot change those events. But what people don't understand is it's another step that's between events and emotions. Mm. And that other step is thoughts. So my thinking about the event is what controls my emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And so the same person, I can have a loved one who passed on and my thinking can be, Oh my God, you know, life will never be the same. And, and although it won't, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, but I can have these um, catastrophic type of thoughts and it will cause me to want to die with that individual or to not live. But if mm -hmm. I shift my thinking and, and start so, thinking God for, mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the five years, the 20 years, the 50 mm -hmm. years, you know, that I've had with somebody, then my emotions will mm -hmm. change. 
So right? it just can be a hard thing, right? right. Some of my clients, they'll be like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for the mind to grab that. Mm -hmm. But when I teach them and I tell them to just practice it, just to see, they'll come back and say, okay, I'm getting yeah. it. But I and promise you, if we mm -hmm. master that, we master our lives. Well, I think what you said one thing that to me started the whole thing far as knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. You said when you found out who you were, you no longer begin to be jealous of people or places and things. Yeah. And I think with the mindset, like you were saying, once you know who you are, you can go back and then them deep things them dark things when you were young and when you were a teenager and things yeah. that happened to you or your life or your family, you can go back to those things then and pull them out and be able to get the freedom that you need. Because mm -hmm. now the key word was you knew yourself. Yes. Because when we don't know ourselves, we're trying to be everybody else. That's why the jealousy comes. Absolutely. We want, we want, we want that same outfit I see here, guy. We want the same hairdo. We want the same car, the same home, the same outfits. Because we yes. see somebody else, we're looking over here, but we're not looking within. And mm -hmm. you talked about looking within. When yes. we look within ourselves, we don't need those other things to validate us. But if you don't know who you are, that's when the jealousy, the ugly spirit of jealousy comes and you begin to start, like they say, hating on people. Absolutely. You're mad at Absolutely. their beauty. You're mad at their looks. You're mad at their money. You're mad at their, their husband, their boyfriends, their children. You just begin to hate everything about the person because you want to be like that person because mm -hmm. you don't know who you are. Absolutely. Would you agree with that, LaShawn? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to add to that, once you understand who you are, you began to understand or not even want what belongs to someone else. Mm, right? Say it again, it's, say it again. Once you understand who you are, yes. you will begin to, you know, not even want what belongs to someone else, right? Mm. And so even when we think about this thing called, you know, jealousy, it mm. took me back to um, Cain and Abel, right? Mm. So they both felt they were doing the right thing. They both gave of what, you know, they had. But however, one became jealous because it was like, wait, as if someone was being picked over them. Right. But when right. you realize, like, wait, hold on, nobody can take my spot. Like, I don't even want to be in a position longer than I'm supposed to be in that position. Because at the end of the day, if you're somewhere that you're mm -hmm. not supposed to be for too long, yes. it's going to create drama. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to create what now? Drama. It's it's going to create drama. Yes. You know, oh and so, yeah, but here's the thing. All of this came about as a result of my lived experience, mm. right? My lived experience. lived experience. My lived experience. Because mm. when I got released, I was already like on the road, understanding that the meaning and the purpose of my life. And so me going to school and getting my, you know, bachelor's in social work and then my master's in social work and doing it, all of that, that was the key to unlock some of the natural doors, right? But the mm. anointing that's on my life to bring about or to assist with bringing about change didn't come from me going to school. Mm. That came from me not giving up when I was going through. Tell it, tell <laughs> it. You, you're going to church now, right now. <laughs> tell it. All right. Yes. So, so when this is a good point, because the next question I was going to ask you is when did you realize that you were gifted and called to do what you're doing? And you basically just told us, can you elaborate a little bit more? Yeah. I, I realized it while I was still incarcerated. 
mm-hmm. right? Because it was there that I had to make a covenant, right, with God in the aspect of knowing that I was going back to my environment. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I didn't want to go back to a lifestyle, right? Even though I was going back to the environment. And even before I got um, incarcerated, I used to always ask a question like, why the um, recidivism rate was so high. And I looked at it because people were going back to their same environment. But Mm -hmm. then when I had to experience it, I Mm -hmm. realized that guess what? I can be in this environment but the environment doesn't have to be in me. Mm. And so although I was staying with my grandmother at the time, my uncle, you know, um, was um, on drugs, you know, so nothing had changed, right? But at the end of the day, what changed was my internal desire. I no longer had a desire for quick fixes, quick Mm. money, quick nothing, you know? And so it was a covenant that I made even before I got released. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. That is an amazing, amazing story. So what was another defining moment in your life after you, you know, gave that covenant to the Lord? You knew where you was going, what you was going to do, what you were and who you was. When you went back to those environments, you had to stop and try to refocus of who you was and go back to where you were when you made that covenant with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so all of that, I know it wasn't easy. It had to be hard. Because once you grow up in an environment, that's all you know. It's a, like a limited belief. It's just certain things that you're used to doing or you've seen that has happened. And in, 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 in you grew up like that. You, you had no other choice but keep doing mm-hmm. the same thing. But right. you broke that curse. You broke that generational curse. Absolutely. God had to put you somewhere, not only in a prison, but in the hole, away from everybody. Yes, and when ma'am. you said that you were by yourself, you were secluded. And that's when you found God. I want to talk to someone right now. Sometimes that's where we need to be. We need to be secluded away from everybody, away from the cell phones, away from friends, family. God sometimes will put you in a place that you don't have no other reason, no, no, no other way to do but sit up and listen to him. It could be on your, your deathbed. It could be on your sick bed. It could be in prison. But God will get your attention and you don't want to go as far as LaShonda went. You don't want to go through what she went through because some of y'all wouldn't be able to handle it. You probably wouldn't even <laughs> came out alive. But God knew what was in her. So I, the Lord was speaking to me the other day to tell the, to say, tell the people, don't play with me. So I'm telling mm-hmm. somebody right now, don't play with God. Because if you play with God, you're going to get in trouble. All right. So what was a, the, another defining moment? I, I know you got so much to tell us. I can't tell it all. But what was another defining moment that, that helped you uh, move forward into your business and start your business? What was mm. that defining moment that caused you to do something like that? Mm-hmm. So you made a decision? Uh, yeah. And so I was, I, it, it, ironically, right, I began to, here I am, raised in a drug-infested environment. And so when I got released, I end up working at a drug and alcohol facility. And so in working and doing that, because when I first started, you change, it was publishing. And so I actually published my first book, Behind Bars, A Chance to Change, as a result of that, right? So I talk about my prison experience, but I talk about how I was behind bars in my mind long before I was physically behind bars and so that's where you change started but then it just evolved Mm. right and so um but i did i started it because i was coming back home i was um have have a felon a felony and so um i didn't want society 
and the blockages, right? Mm -hmm. The system, the way the system is set up to cause me to feel as if I had no other choice to, but to go back to a lifestyle. Right. And so that's what caused me to, you know, um, continue with the You Change, the publishing. Then once I got my independent license, I was able to transition over to my private practice, you know, and then um, now I have a behavioral health all under um, You Change um, Counseling and Consulting. Well, I am so excited to meet you, LaShonda. You have really blessed me, blessed me last weekend, and now you're blessing me again. Uh -huh. And I even told her uh, the uh, at in Atlanta for the, my audience, listening audience, although I'm a counselor, I've been, been one for 25 years, I told her, I said, I need to go sit up under you. You need to tell me some things because the stuff that she went through and how she came out on the other side and, it, and the hundreds of people she's helping every day, it's just, it's just amazing. I was so excited to meet her because that's what it's all about, helping each other. But right now, LaShawn, we're going to go to break. And to those of you on the audience, we're going to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to share some wisdom tips with you right after we finish this conversation with LaShonda, okay? So at this time, we're going to go ahead to our break. But before we go, I want to ask you again, if you would please share this broadcast so other people can hear it. It's some people out there that's hurting, that's going through some stuff, maybe like LaShonda and me have went through in my lives and God helped us bounce back from setbacks. I know somebody out there that need to hear this story. So please share and hit the notification button and like, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Media Network. Have you heard? CTR Media Network is a new standard of podcasting with over 30 plus podcasters. We reach 350 million global listeners worldwide in over 50 plus countries across all major podcasting and social media platforms. We have featured over 1,000 guests. What we specialize in is helping business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, and fellow podcasters expand their visibility on our platform. We're all about positioning with disability connections and teaching you how to monetize what you do. Let me tell you something. If you're a business owner, we have sponsorships opportunities. We have commercial slots. We also have opportunities for you to be a featured guest on any of our shows. So what are you waiting for? CTR Media Network is who we are, and this is where you need to be. So go to ctrmedianetwork.com and click our store feature so that you can see which opportunity fits your life and your budget so that we can get started working with you today. patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. 
does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Welcome back to Wisdom Tips. If you're just joining us, we're discussing how to overcome the ugly spirit of jealousy with my special guest, LaShonda Afford as well. She's telling us her story and some phenomenal things that she's been doing in her company. And so, LaShonda, now that you're back, we want to ask you to tell us a little bit about your books that you have. Okay. So um, the first book, like I said, is Behind Bars, A Chance to Change. And that talks about how I was behind bars um, in my mind long before I was behind bars um, physically. My latest yeah. book, which I just showed on the screen, is Justice Wears a Dress. Now, I am really excited about that book. That's my fourth book. Let me tell you about the other two. The second book is The Power of Perception, Healing from the Inside Out. Dealing mm. with some of those internal things so we can begin to see, you know, the healing take place in our lives. And then mm -hmm. the third book is Ladies Take Your Man Back. The man stands for mature, assertive nature. That book is really to help women who have been through breakups, divorce, you know, um, and, and just having a hard time seeing themselves differently, right? Mm -hmm. And because a lot of times when we experience things, we begin to blame ourselves. You know, I should have known better. It's my fault. You know, those different things. So that book, Ladies Take Your Man Back, Mature Assertive Nature, um, is the third book. But I'm especially proud of the fourth book, Justice Wears a Dress, The mm -hmm. Power of a Woman's Voice, really helping women understand, you know, how we are better together right? But we cannot be together if we don't deal with some of, heal, heal from some of the trauma that we've um, been through. But understanding that, wait, hold on, our voices matter. When mm. you think about the Trayvon Martin, when you think about, you know, um, some of the, our, our young men who've been killed by, at the hands of, you know, police, right? And I, and I'm just sharing this because this is really what inspired it. When I looked at the justice system, and how um, it has, how it's, how it's different, right? For um, women, men, black women, white women, you know, just how it's different. And really being able to look at how do we begin to own our voice? And mm -hmm. it first starts with us healing within, you know? So yeah, just as we're the dress, the power just of the woman's mm. voice. Did y'all get that? Mm -hmm. Justice wears a dress. Could you please, Brooke, put it on the screen where we can contact LaShonda to get her books. I was able to hold them in my hands and I purchased <laughs> one and I am so sad. I think I got the one about the dress, yes. Justice and the Dress. Mm -hmm. What's the title again? Justice Wears a Dress, yeah, The Power of a Woman. Sure. Yes. So please go to her website, 
and get the book and you're going to really, really be blessed. I am so excited you're with us, LaShonda. Before we leave, though, I want to know what you think you're going to see yourself doing the next five to seven years from now. Hmm. In the next five to seven years, I will be focused more on um, training, um, just training other um, professional social workers mm -hmm. and people in the helping field because I'm noticing that a lot of helpers right those in the helping field um don't have a safe place that they can go to and so really providing more training and traveling to do that um i believe that you know my behavioral health is is kind of i just started it this year and so making sure that that's running and flowing well um but yeah i'll be doing more um traveling and training um for professional helpers well, Lashana, can you talk to them a little bit about what you talked to me uh, last weekend about trauma? Because you spec you're a specialist in, in trauma therapy. And yeah. it was two of those things, uh, two of the programs, uh, not two of the things that you do to help your your clients bounce back from trauma and, mm -hmm. you know, and disappointments in life. Can you mm -hmm. share a little bit of both of those therapies that you that you do that you that yes. your patients? And they were able to get healed and bounce back. So you don't have to always take pills out there, those of you that are in the audience. I'm not knocking pills. That's what your doctor asks you to do or tell you to do. Please do that. But it is ways that you can get totally free from the bondage and the, the depression and all the things that you're experiencing and the trauma that you mm -hmm. experience, not only as a young child, but even maybe now as an adult. So I'm just going to leave the floor to LaShonda so she can talk to us a little bit more about the, the, the therapy and treatments that, that she do at her clinic. Yeah. And so um, one of the techniques that I use, I'm, a, um, cert I'm certified in what we call EMDR. And EMDR is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. That's a therapeutic technique that um, we use to assist with trauma. What people don't realize is that trauma gets stored in our brain, which causes us to um, be startled. That's where we get that fight, flight, or freeze from. And so just say if you um, experienced um, molestation or if you watched your mom being um, abused or some type of violence when you were younger, and it creates this fear, right? This feeling of I'm not safe. Mm -hmm. Well, that gets stored in a part of our brain. And mm -hmm. so when we're going through life and different things are happening and just say someone walks up behind you or somebody that you're in a relationship with mm -hmm. walks up behind you and touch you or something and you find yourself jumping, mm -hmm. that's stored trauma, you know, in the brain. So what we do, um, I use tappers, what we call tappers. So if you're in my office, I'll hand you tappers and cr it creates the bilateral stimulants in the brain. And so I will have you go back to your earliest memory of feeling unsafe or feeling like it was your fault. So first I have you identify a negative cognition that you may have, even if you know it's not true, right? So we may know that it's not true, that it's my fault, but yet I was always blamed for stuff as a child. And so now when I'm going through life, then I was blamed when I was in high school or I was blamed when I, you know, um, got the breakup or I lost the job. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I do it on a virtual level, I use um, the screen and I will literally use my hand and I will have you follow my hand. 
And what you would do, your eyes would just go back and forth, left, right. And um, you will be thinking, though, about that traumatic experience. You'll be thinking about the traumatic experience. And what it's doing with that left, right movement is mm -hmm. actually causing your brain to experience what you experience a little differently. So in other words, it's like flashbacks. You get the, your memory just goes back to where that trauma first started and it's, it's inside of you. And that's where the fear comes from too. Mm -hmm. Even if, when I'm doing therapy with a lot of the, the latest that I've done over the years, mm -hmm. they have a, a spirit of fear all the time about fear of losing their jobs, fear of losing their house, you know, yeah. fear of losing their children, fear of losing mm -hmm. themselves. Fear of finances, just always just fear, fear, fear. And then they start having anxiety because yeah. that pent up, uh, like you said, trauma is inside of them. So when you do that eye movement, it kind of flashes back. Is that what you're trying to explain to well, me? Well, not, not necessarily flashes back. So watch this. Oftentimes we um, like to repress. So this is what I'm finding. When we go through things, a lot of people think, well, that was just in the past. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the deal. It's not past if it's still affecting you, right? Okay. It doesn't it have to be. Say that again. If, if it's, not, it's, it's not. It's not in the past if it's still affecting Happening it's right now. Did y'all hear that? It's not in the past if it's still happening right now. That means you haven't <laughs> got to live It's still from. affecting you, right? And, still and so sometimes our people, right? And I say our people, as in Black people, we have been trained to take a licking and keep on ticking. Right. Where we we get abused. We experience all this stuff from slavery. We get abused. We experience this stuff. And we're supposed to just keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this right here, watch this. I did one with a young lady who didn't realize until after we did this process why she doesn't like um, figurines. Mm. And the memory that she had was that came up was when she was younger, her mom, something happened and her mom took it, took this um, figurine from her and threw mm. it. Mm. Right. And that was traumatic for her. So yeah. when we're talking about traumatic stress, it doesn't have to be rape, sexual abuse or anything. It can just be anything that when you think about it now, it creates this disturbance right um, within you. So what the eye movement does it creates the bilateral stimulus in the brain. The reason why I have you thinking about what you're experiencing, because we have to be able to look at it so the brain can be able to process it differently. Okay. Because okay. right? a lot of times, even at, even at 20, so watch this. You have mm -hmm. a three-year-old who may have a tantrum, right? And mm -hmm. maybe crying or a five-year-old. We understand that. It's like, okay, you know, you three, you five, you don't understand why you can't get that out the store. Right. When you're 23, mm -hmm. when you're 43 and you're having a tantrum, right? Mm -hmm. You're not understanding that. And mm -hmm. so what people don't realize when persons are in domestic violence or, you know, they're responding from an angry place, I bet I can trace that all the way back to when they was four, five. And, you know, we have memory even in utero and people don't even realize that. Like you can have anxiety if when your mom was pregnant with you, she was going through some type of, um, you know, um, mm -hmm. trauma or traumatic yeah. Um, yeah. things. And that can affect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. That mm -hmm. is just amazing. So uh, I love the part where you say if you feel still feeling it, it ain't in the past. <laughs> I hope y'all got that.
because we're still <laughs> holding on to stuff from the past and we keep going back to the same thing that means you never got free from you never got delivered and you need to help you need to help Absolutely. if you you know go to somebody get some help and uh start healing and all right Absolutely. all right yes well and sure, i would like to share, uh-huh. share one more thing oh, no, for those okay. who may be interested in learning more about the emdr now i also do um a, um, a show entitled stories of heroes mm-hmm. and that airs on facebook and youtube on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And next week, Tuesday, I will actually have another therapist who's certified in MDR who would actually be talking more in depth about that particular um, therapeutic process. Okay. Well, where can we find you on Facebook and Instagram? She had it down scrolling at the bottom. So it's, a, it's Lashana Townsend, Lashana Townsend um, Alfred on Facebook, and okay. it's Lashana Alfred on YouTube. And okay. they can even go in and see like previous. Um, episodes. I just had a young lady on um, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. yeah, Tuesday this week, who um, lost her husband last mm-hmm. year to a rare form of cancer, and she talks about how you know traumatic that was for her and all of that. So, Stories of Heroes is a platform that I created to help everyday um, individuals who have overcome some things to be able to share their story. Well, thank you so much, LaShonda. Mm-hmm. You have been an outstanding guest. And uh, I hope to have you back again because I'm getting a lot of feedback on the feeds right now of, of this awesome interview that we had tonight. And thank you so much again. I know you're a busy woman and we appreciate you being here. Yes. So, uh, all right, you guys, before you leave, I do have the wisdom tips for this week. So we let us go ahead and share those wisdom tips that I often give you every week. Okay, we're talking about the ugly spirit of jealousy. So the first tip is acknowledge and openly talk about jealousy. Talk about it, whether you're the person that's jealous or that somebody is being jealous of you. If you notice jealousy feelings, talk about it. It might be a time for you to have a candid conversation if possible. Communication is the key. Don't hold on to it. LaShana told us a lot of things we're still holding on to. And if you're still holding on to them, you ain't got free from them. In many instances, jealousy is an internal battle. So do some introspection, okay? Then share what you have discovered with somebody that you trust and be truthful about how you can feel or how you feel and and what you are comfortable with and, and learn how to create boundaries, okay? So tip number one, acknowledge and openly talk about jealousy. Got that? Okay, with some tip number two, recognize that jealousy is usually a sign of insecurity. We talked about that earlier if you missed it. Jealousy is something we all feel at one point or another. In our personal lives, feeling threatened by someone else or or, or or somebody done done something to us, they don't they don't treat us fairly, however, jealousy can turn into some kind of destructive force. And we talked about that in the beginning. Okay, if you're not careful, you'll be wanting to control the issue or control the per- person. Recognizing that jealousy is usually a sign of insecurity, we can help, we can help ourselves by once we realizing it, it, then be mindful of what we're doing and what we're saying and what we're thinking. Tip number three. Work on managing your emotions. Work on managing your emotions. You can experience jealousy a lot in many different forms, but acknowledge it. 
even when it's uncomfortable, and ask for appropriate support without immediately misbehaving in any way or acting unseemly. You can grow and manage your emotions by learning how to recognize what you're feeling. I'm going back to that again. Acknowledge it. You have experienced it. Yes, go ahead and tolerate it. And it's, if it's in the inside of you and you're feeling it, get it out. Talk about it, like we said. Acknowledge it to yourself. Now, sometimes you don't even have to acknowledge somebody. Just acknowledge it to yourself, you know, what you're doing. And number four, consider the big picture. Jealousy sometimes develops in response to partial pictures or words. You might be uh, comparing yourself to a friend or, or, or somebody else that you want to be like. And then if you're feeling that way, then you should let it go because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't have to be like somebody else. Tip number five, practice gratitude for what you already have. We talked about that last week, the importance of practicing gratitude to God, because if he made us fearfully and wonderfully made, why would you want to be somebody else, right? Why would you want to be somebody else? It's like slapping God in the face. It's like saying, you didn't make me good enough. I want to be like somebody else. So a little gratitude goes a long way. It can not only reduce the feeling of jealousy, but it can also relieve stress. You might not have everything you want. Most of us don't, but you probably have at least some of what you want. Maybe you even have some, some good things in life and some bad things in life, but we still can thank God that we're here today on and able to breathe and see the sunshine and eat and enjoy our life. So in my closing, I just want you to say again, like we often say, we ain't got no time for tears and fears. Why? Because wisdom is the principal thing and all that getting and get an understanding so you can live a victorious life. Okay. And go on out there and live a victorious life. Love you guys. See you next week.